Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 97, How to Transition from Spender to Saver. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. This is Jill. And we are super excited to not just be coming at you via podcast, but also on our new web show on YouTube. Mm. And if you have not subscribed to Frugal Friends Podcast on YouTube, check it out. You'll be able to see our faces and tell which one of us is which. This is me. And the only reason we're coming to you from YouTube on this episode is because we lost the audio to last week's (laughs) episode. What? what? Which was supposed to be this episode. (laughs) So we're talking all about how to transition from chronic spender to chronic saver Mm. and... We're going to hopefully, the audio will make it and this episode will actually make it out. This is the episode the universe doesn't want you to hear. We're coming back with a comeback because it's yes. audio and video. So it's like, you want to steal our audio? Well, we're going to do audio and video. Amen. So first, our sponsors, and then we'll get into this really good content. <laughs> also brought to you by Restraint. When your mind is telling you no, but your body is telling you yes, Practice restraint when you pass that perfect little bowl with all the right colors and contours in the aisle of your favorite store, and your body fills with excitement starting from your belly, radiating to your fingertips, and somehow causing your jaw to clench out of cuteness, and your mind interrupts with a, what are you even going to do with that bowl? Listen to the voice of reason. You don't need that bowl. Don't spend the money. Restraint deadening all the feels to save some money. Oh, you love tiny bowls. I do. I don't know what it is. This is about it. you. Yeah. I just I'm always drawn to them. And and what are you gonna do with one singular bowl? I don't know. One tiny bowl. Who knows? Yeah. Anyways, so we had so much great stuff for you in this episode that there's no way in heck that we were skipping it. So <laughs> the universe did not want you to hear it, but we're going to make it happen. Yes. So our first article uh, on how to transition to saver from spender is from J.D. Roth over at GetRichSlowly.org. And he goes through the ways he went from spender to saver. Mm. And I thought this was a cool uh, to start with instead of like a list on how to do it. Um, his is a lot of his story on on how he did it. Mm-hmm. 
which is always relatable when you hear what has actually worked for somebody else and then figuring out how to tweak it for yourself. Yeah. And a lot of it came from going through getting out of debt. He Mm -hmm. paid off his debt, built his savings, and is now living in this place where he could spend money if he wanted to, Mm -hmm. but he spent all of this time like changing his money mindset uh, that he is now a saver. And and these are kind of the biggest things that have helped him. So Mm -hmm. the first is opening a high-yield savings account. So he opened one um, online. A lot of online accounts are great for this. Uh, they offer way more interest than brick and mortar banks. So, and and they are just as safe. The only thing they don't have is like cash deposits. Mm-hmm. But uh, so opening an account at a separate place from where you regularly bank and regularly transferring money over to it. Mm. So just like you can do that. Or there's also apps that do have auto save features like Empower. Um, where they will transfer small amounts that you don't know. But that's not really going to, that'll build your savings, but it's not going to build a habit. Mm -hmm. So doing this, that is, I mean, you're doing it automatically, but I would argue that maybe doing it in addition to doing it regularly, automatically, you also do it manually. Mm -hmm. I I believe you should automate everything just because it forces you to save. Mm -hmm. But if you're really trying to build a habit, you really want to do it for yourself. You can't rely on automation. Well, and you could always do automation and then build a habit of putting in extra. Yes. Uh, You know, even if it's a tiny amount, you're still practicing and growing that muscle. Yeah. So the next thing that this article lists is to set a medium-term savings goal. I really like this one. So different from, obviously, short-term, different from long-term, medium-term. So they're describing that time frame from about 18 months to five years. And setting goals like saving up for a big trip vacation, saving up for a car, something that would take about that time frame, 18 months to five years to save for. And what this does is it gets us excited about saving because sometimes long-term goals can feel so far in the future and so unattainable that we don't have the motivation to do it. Mm -hmm. And short-term is short-term. That's not going to get you very far, but a medium-term goal where you're working towards this thing, but it's not taking you forever. And then you achieve that. It just, the excitement and motivation continues to build upon Mm -hmm. itself. So love this idea specifically for, like we're talking about transitioning from spender to saver. This is a really good place to start. Yeah. For me, I think the 18 month is a really good sweet spot because the six month is more short term for me. Mm. And then five years does seem long term. Um, well, retirement, that's really that's what long-term. he's saying is long term. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it still feels like a long ways away. But I think 18 months is a sweet spot. If you can have like an 18 month goals just in succession, yeah. you can really do a lot of thing, like good things with your money. Yeah. Or set your long-term savings goals in medium-term increments. Right. Say yes, by yes. the next, by 18 months from now, I want to have saved three to $5,000 for retirement. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when you get to that 18-month mark, move it over. I mean, you can, you can gamify this thing. Yeah, you can. It's really sweet. Uh, the next is when you receive a windfall, such as your upcoming tax refund. Mm. Don't think about how to spend it. Think about how to save it. Yeah. 
uh, windfalls. We usually think of them as fun money. And if you're receiving a large windfall like an inheritance, some of that should be used as fun money. Mm -hmm. But something like a tax refund that's only a couple grand, you can use maybe mm-hmm. like fifty or hundred dollars to, you know, take your family out on a nice fun day and spend it on an experience. Yeah. But don't let that be the first thing you think about. Think about how you mm-hmm. want to save it to get like closer to your goal. And then once you fund that, then use the leftover to take a fun day with your family. Yeah. And the next one is to avoid situations that would cause you to spend. Well, this, you know, hails back to our sponsor, Overstrained. <laughs> it starts by just not putting yourself in situations where you know you're going to buy all of the tiny bowls yeah, or whatever it is, right? <laughs> like if you're trying to save money and you've got other things that you do want to be spending your money on and you know that you're going to spend all your money on photography equipment or biking gear or you name it, don't go to those places or don't visit those sites. That's another thing, yes. right? We talk about not putting oh yourself gosh. in these situations. Okay. It's relatively easy to just not stop in a store, but to not search certain things on your phone that are readily available. Yeah. That's an, that's a whole other animal. And that's where we can put up barriers for ourselves of you know, whether that's like it, it takes some extra steps to get to your browser or to get to certain apps on your phone um, or just saying no, just practicing restraint and not doing those things. <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll talk about in our upcoming episode on motivation, how your environment is so much more important to staying motivated to something than quote unquote motivation is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just form your environment to support saving. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword because sometimes even being online can be tempting for us to purchase things. But by the same token, you can use online platforms to help you where being in person might be more tempting. Mm -hmm. Like for those Target people who just cannot get out of Target for less than $50, yeah, maybe you're better off going online for your groceries or your one item that you need than going in store because then you can just specifically say, I need diapers and I need milk and that's it. I'm not doing the $1 aisle, which ends up being $5 million by the time you get to the cash register. How? How does it get there? (laughs) How did did that happen? Where did all those zeros come from? (laughs) How did my diapers cost $200? I mean, (laughs) that's... Diapers can cost $200. Yeah. That's a real, but how? Yeah. That's a real how question did, too. How did one box of diapers cost $200? <laughs> big diapers, big diapers. Uh, his next one is he started considering alternatives to buying new stuff, which yeah. we're so into this. So instead of going out, assuming that you need to replace something or assuming you need to buy something new uh, to create more convenience in your life, Take the time to look around your house, see if you can fix what you broke or if you can use something else you already have to to make do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next is to buy used. So he goes to Goodwill. Um, I love Facebook Marketplace yeah. or eBay. I really love eBay. Um, so go online or go to a thrift store. Um, see if you can get it used. eBay has mm-hmm. so many crazy niche items yeah. that you're going to spend days at a thrift store looking for, 
or weeks on Facebook Marketplace looking mm-hmm. for it, and eBay's got them for like mm-hmm. a quarter of the price they are new. Mm-hmm. Um, so just take it doesn't take that long if you're using the right methods to just see mm-hmm. like if there's any alternative to buying new. Yeah, and watch yourself. Right. Sometimes we get excited when something gets broken because it's like, oh, I get to go out and buy a new thing. Well, first of all, do you really need it? Can you do without it? Mm -hmm. Second, can you fix it? Maybe you do want a new one of those things, but can it be fixed and can it last a little bit longer? Or can you replace it used rather than going to the store and buying new? So just putting these, again, some of these routines in place of switching the mindset of something breaks, I go out and I buy a new thing. Thinking through what are my alternatives here? Those are going to be the little things that move us from spending a lot to being able to save a lot. Yeah. And and one thing I will say to finish up this thought is that we're not saying by lesser quality by buying used. You can often find something of better quality that will last longer by buying used yeah. on on eBay or Facebook Marketplace than you would buying new because mm-hmm. you want to you don't have the money saved and you want to buy it cheap. Yep, at the same price point, yeah. you can often get something better, more quality. It does require a bit more research and time mm-hmm. investment in that, but, but it's the worth payoff it. can be the, yeah, great. it is worth it's worth the time. Mm-hmm. So the last thing on this article is don't spend your time looking for ways to spend your money, and this is a really important point that he's making because we often think that to save money means we're not doing anything or we're not having fun. Mm -hmm. Like the alternative to spending is just sitting at home twiddling your thumbs like, oh, I'm saving, but I'm not doing anything. And that is complete falsehood. Mm -hmm. So rather than thinking, okay, if I'm not spending money, then I'm bored. Look for ways to save your money or to do things that are free. I mean, he starts off by talking about just investment, ways to save and get the maximum amount out of that. So of course, you know, Roth IRAs, you could absolutely get into stock market, invest, investing, all kinds of different things. But then beyond that is what can I be doing with my time that doesn't cost money. You can still have loads of fun and entertainment and time with friends and rest and relaxation without spending money. I mean, literally reference any previous podcast that we've done. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Uh, but th- look in your area for what can I be doing rather than just sitting around and and kind of get this idea out of our heads that to save money means that we're boring and we sit on our couch all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we love JD's story on, on the things that he did. And so our next article is is more of like a detox. Like how can you mm. detox your habits to build up a fresh habit of mm-hmm. saving. Mm-hmm. And I found this really great article. Uh, <laughs> Who's it written by? I wrote it. Yes. It's on my website. Our very own Jen Smith. Yeah. I I mean, I write for a living. So one of these days I was going to put in my own, <laughs> yes. but it's on modernfrugality.com. And it's how to use a no spend month to improve your finances. And I really love the idea of using no spend challenges, not just for the amount of money that you'll save in a month of not spending on non-essentials, but 
for what they do for you mentally. Mm -hmm. They are a reset for your um, habitual spending, your impulse spending, and all of the mindless spending that we do. Mm. And it can't you can replace that with habits that are more geared towards saving. Yeah. So that's why I love no spend challenges. Mm. It's why I wrote the book, The No Spend Challenge Guide, um, on Amazon. And it's it's why I love them. Yeah. I mean, you you are an expert on this topic. So yes. glad I'm, we're using your article. Yeah. So so what is a no-spend challenge other than what I just said? It's just a, and write this down, don't write it down if you're driving, but <laughs> commit it to memory. A no-spend challenge is a commitment to not spend money on certain things for a predetermined length of time. Mm. That's all it is. So it is not more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. You decide what you're not spending money on, and you decide the length of time. Do not follow rules that are predetermined by somebody else mm -hmm. because that takes away your ownership and your authority from the challenge. And there are some things you can spend money on that you don't struggle with while there are other things you spend money on that are a real struggle yeah. for you. And so the idea is just to find out what those things are. And, and you do that by committing and deciding. Mm -hmm. Those are step one, step two. Mm -hmm. So that's all it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to get into a bit more about how to do this, you you need to decide what you are going to spend on and what you are not going to spend on. And just like Jen said, it depends on you. You get to decide this, which I love this. There's so much freedom, <laughs> which listen to any of our episodes and you'll hear us talk about the freedom that there is. So obviously you need to pay your bills and necessary expenses to live and to eat. Uh, but beyond that, what are you going to what are you going to be able to spend on and what are you going to cut? I like what you say here in your article, Jen, just saying, talking about there's no need to cancel subscriptions or gym memberships if you use them and if you would plan to just start them back up again once the challenge is over. So feel free to keep those things, but take a look at it. If you've got a magazine subscription that just gets thrown in the trash day two, yeah, cancel those. The point is to determine, really, it helps us see where our values are, to pare down mm -hmm. and, and, and learn, am I actually spending money on things that don't really matter to me? I'm just doing it out of muscle memory. It really yeah. doesn't add value to my life. So there's these peripheral perks of a no-spend challenge that help us then mm -hmm. to like detox our spending, like what you're saying. Um, so the true lessons in a no spend challenge come from the everyday spending situations, the saying no to the I want it now mentality, uh, and the lie of it's such a good deal. I think that that's such a big one too, between like being frugal and being cheap is like, it was cheap or it was on sale. So I bought it. Well, you still bought it. You still spent the money. <laughs> yeah. So this is what a no spend challenge will do is it will cut those things out at the base and, and help you to really identify what do I need to be spending on? And am I spending money on things that aren't actually important to me? Those will be the results of a no spend challenge. Yes. Love that. 
My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Uh, So how do you do a no-spend challenge? Well, first you have to prepare. So just like you don't want to start paying off debt without a starter emergency fund, you don't want to start a no-spend challenge without the essentials that'll ensure your success. So first, you want to get your necessities. Um, so those essential items and products uh, go through what you use every day and see if you're going to need to replace anything in the next month mm-hmm. and just uh, get it, replace it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a big one. You're going to want to tell friends and family. Yeah. So not just to say like, hey, I'm doing this no spend challenge because I'm so awesome. But you are. That's not why <laughs> you you're are telling awesome. them. Because <laughs> um, you don't want them to invite you to... Uh, bars or restaurants or invite you to spend money on something. And when they do, inevitably throughout the month, you can remind them, hey, I'm doing this challenge, but let's think of something else that we can do or Mm -hmm. let's think of something else I can bring to the potluck, something I already have for my pantry or, you know, come over to my house and, and I'll open up my space to you. And give you water. Yeah. (laughs) So it's not about saying no to people. Mm -hmm. It's about saying, but like, no, but let's do this. Offering up an alternative idea, getting creative Mm. is really what a no spend challenge is going to teach you how to get creative because Mm -hmm. we're so used to solving all of our problems with money by buying something. Mm -hmm. And this offers you a month to pause and think, 
how can I solve my problem creatively? How can I think for myself? And so that is, that's a big part. And then you can also take to Instagram and find other people Mm -hmm. doing no spend challenges. There's even been a group coming from the Frugal Friends community on Facebook where they're doing a no and low spend 2020. So we have our own like off, we didn't create it. It's just an offset group uh, from our group. So there are plenty of places like even if, you know, nobody's supportive in your real life, (laughs) you can find virtual friends that you can commiserate with and make fun, make light of all of your (laughs) situations. Yeah. Oh man, when you're doing it with other people, that just helps Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then lastly, make a visual representation of your why. Uh, I have found that it is really hard for me, and and I'll be honest, it is impossible for me to do a no-spend challenge just for the challenge of it. Mm -hmm. I have to have a very important why. Uh, if I am going to actually succeed with one, because I'm, I mean, the reason I started doing this is because I'm not good at them. I don't just do these for fun. I don't, I rarely do them anymore. Yeah. Like never. So, but when I did, I definitely didn't do them for funsies. I had a really important and significant why. Yeah. And, and I would dare to say like, most people are not going to get through this unless they have a really significant why. why? So yeah. make a visual representation of it. Mm. Put it as the background of your phone, um, on the background of your desktop, anywhere you see things that you can make mm-hmm. a purchase and put in your car uh, and just be really intentional about it. Yeah, which is why this is so strongly linked to number two, which is determine a time frame, And that's... Th- I can't, I can nearly almost not say this strong enough that this is not a lifestyle. You are not forever and always not spending. Certainly, it could be a lifestyle that you regularly do a no spend challenge, but we are not saying that there's longevity in hardly ever spending any kind of money. This is a very specific thing for a very specific time for a very specific reason, whether that's to identify your priorities in spending, to save for a certain goal, to pare down. I mean, you name it, just like Jen said, find out what your why is for doing it, but put a time frame on it. Now, there's freedom in this. You can do a day, a weekend, a week, a month, a couple of months, a year, Whatever it is, though, put a time frame on it and determine how long and what are the boundaries and the rules within that. Certainly, I love the idea of days or a weekend or a week specifically for starters. I mean, I think it's a fantastic place to start. Start small. Figure out how this is working for you. I know we just recently talked on a previous podcast about doing days scattered throughout the month. Yeah. Our episode with Kate from That Debt-Free Life, she did 15 days a month. And at the end of the year, she had essentially done a six-month no-spend challenge. Mm -hmm. But it's just sprinkled. Yeah. Which is amazing. And that can feel a whole lot more attainable. So whatever it is, put a time frame on it so that you know when it's when it's done. Of course, don't use that time frame as an excuse to starve yourself and then just spend like crazy the next day because that will uh, inevitably yeah. ruin your budget yeah. <laughs> more than save it. Yes. So yeah, time frame is super important to this process. Yeah, and I have um, on my website a seven-day no-spend challenge 
where I will email you every day for seven days um, and go through every email will have something that might come up and how you can combat it. And mm-hmm. you can find that modernfrugality.com slash no spend kit, K-I-T. And, uh, and yeah, so you can start with seven days and see how that works for you. Nice. And so next is decide what you're going to spend on. Just like I said at first, it is important for you to figure out what you are going to spend on uh, as much as what you're not going to spend on. So you can choose to not spend on particular items. So if there is something specifically tripping you up, like trips to Starbucks every day or those Boston cream donuts at Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> um, anything Chipotle at night after work, mm-hmm. uh, you can just choose that or mm-hmm. a few items. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, no spending on impulse. So if it's not planned, if it's not written down, mm. then it doesn't get spent on. Mm-hmm. So if you know you want to go to a coffee shop with a friend on a Saturday and you know that's going to happen, you schedule it in and that's something you can spend on. Yeah. So not spending on impulse. Then there's we get really, really deep. And so only spending on groceries and gas, no other purchases. Uh, you pay for your bills. And then, like, per- like non-perishables and gas and nothing else. Um, or zero spending. Maybe you prepay your bills and you put all your cash and cards away. Um, I would probably only do this on the days you don't have bills due. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or if you can change when your bills are due. Uh, that's probably not attainable for most people. But it can happen if you're super super overzealous about it. And some people will do zero spend for a week when they know I've got enough in my fridge already, Mm -hmm. fridge and pantry for food, and we can do this thing for a whole week where we're not... Some people have have gone a little crazy with it and are able to do a full month. Like they've got enough in their pantry, freezer, fridge to have food. I don't think it's crazy. drive anywhere. It's... The, we have these pantries and we just buy <laughs> we buy two of something because it's BOGO and we only use one. And so the leftover just keeps – they keep piling up in the pantry. Yeah. And then we have these full pantries that we don't know what to do with. So it's really a great way to um, to incorporate to, – to clear out your pantry and declutter your pantry when you're doing a no-spend challenge. Yeah. And it, it's going to help you understand your spending. We mentioned that already. There's there's a whole lot of benefits to this of helping us in habit formation, reducing stress, decision fatigue. Holy smokes, yeah. it's already decided for you. You just take a month off of deciding, should I buy this or not? Because the answer is already no. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Nope. Nope. Take a break. Nope. Practice restraint. And then lastly, just figure out how you're going to fill your time, right? So we can't just pull something away that's meaningful to us or has been typically how we spend our time and replace it with nothing. That's not going to be sustainable. Figure out what you're going to do instead of going out, spending the money, whether that's on food or shopping or whatever, and some ideas excellent ideas, Jen. Have friends over. 
invite people over, do a bit more hosting. And that's where you can have a potluck, invite other people to bring food, Mm -hmm. utilize food that you already have on hand, have a pantry party. I love this idea. Yes. Uh, Where you, it's like a gamified potluck. It's telling everybody, what do you have on hand? Bring that thing over. And who knows what we're going to have, but it'll be an eclectic combination of food, which I think is kind of yeah, fun. It's and then risky, you just get, yeah, you know, you play games and yeah, just have a bunch of randos <laughs> like foods, not people. I mean, you people too. I don't know you. Uh, yeah, whatever you want to do, have a pantry party with randos, says Jen. She wrote the article, so I'm not going to take that That's from her. That's not the article. Um, exercise. Start forming these other healthy habits that are free. Yes, it can be free. You don't yeah. have to have a crazy expensive gym membership. YouTube. Have a movie night. This is another thing that you can do with friends. You can do it by yourself. Whatever you want to do. Uh, figure out a way that a no spend challenge can work for you. But also once you're done, reflect. Yeah. I think this is a big piece to doing this of what did you learn in the process? What did you notice about your spending habits? What was the most difficult part of it? That's very telling about who we are. And are there areas that you realize actually, it's not that important for me to spend money in that area. I found I had a lot of fun doing X, Y, Z instead. So don't just do it and then move on. Mm -hmm. Do it and reflect and then implement changes as a result of what you've learned. Yes. Amen. You know what else I have reflected on (laughs) as a result of what I've learned? Ooh, yes. Is it the Bill Bill of the the Week? time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Leslie from Saskatchewan calling. Um, your show is awesome. I want to tell you that first off, but I'm just calling in with my Bill of the Week. I made my very last debt payment on my favorite bill, uh, which was debt to treat my cat for cancer. So he got cancer from a vaccine, and it's taken me two years to pay off his surgery bill and his radiation treatments, and he's far surpassed the vet's expectation. He's two years almost cancer-free. So that is by far my favorite bill of the week. Thanks for your show. Bye. Leslie and Leslie's cat. <laughs> and Leslie's cat. Both of you. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It feels so good to pay off debt. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm sure that wasn't easy, especially the reason for the debt is not good. But you you just called us with all the good news, though. Your cat's doing well. Yes. You paid off the debt. So, so glad to be on this side of that journey. Well done, mm-hmm. Leslie. Yes. If you have a pet-related bill, because we have a lot of pet-related bills. Yes. And we love them, every single one of them. We never get tired of them. Please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill uh, to leave us a voicemail or a speak pipe message, and we will play your bill on the air. 
and we will celebrate with you. That's what we're here to do. That's why we do this is to celebrate. Yes. That's it. Um, And that's why we're doing video now. So you can actually see us like fist pumping yes. the air. When- 99% of the reason we are doing <laughs> this, because we always are like yes. going like that, but nobody can see how excited we are. No, we just tell you and you have to believe us, which who does that? Nobody. Right? I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features, but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Nobody believes Well, us. now it's time for the lightning round. I whispered it. <laughs> that's, that's one like, percent of the you? reason we started where doing YouTube you? so you can see Jill do the lightning round <laughs> intro. <laughs> I noticed that I've gone more lighthearted with it since since we've been in the same room, really. Well, because now you're happy because you're in Florida before <laughs> yes. you were in Pennsylvania and you were mad. That's so like it was aggression. Like it's lightning round. Yeah. So <laughs> Scare people. Yeah, it's much happier now. <laughs> yes. What are we going to do for our lightning round, Jen? Our We're going to have to relive these. Remember, <laughs> yes. we already went through these once before. Uh, but... Our Spending Fails and Saving Wins 2020 edition. Mm, That's both. Yeah. All right. right. Go for it. My last spending flub, and I feel like I've talked about this like 10 million times, and it is (laughs) this purchase that will haunt me. Uh, I was in Target, duh, of course. And I was in the stationary paper office supplies aisle. You understand me. (laughs) And I saw a planner, and I love planners. Mm. 
And I looked at it and it was so cool. And I was like, I have two planners. I don't need a third one. And so, of course, I did what anyone would do. And I put it in my cart anyway. And I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) And I got it. Giving me a hard time about my tiny balls. (laughs) (laughs) And I got it home and I start writing in it. And I realize I'm writing the same dang thing that I've written (laughs) in my other two planners. It's like you had both your planners out and you're like transcribing over to the new one. (laughs) I'm so dumb. What am I doing? And so now this planner, like I've already written in it, so I can't return it. This planner sits on my counter as a constant reminder that I am not perfect. (laughs) Oh, is that why you're keeping it? No, it's not why I'm keeping it. It's because I can't return it. And everybody can't throw it out either. I can't throw it out because personal reasons. It's too beautiful. Right. And then everybody I ask, I'm like, do you want a planner? Do you want a planner? And they're like, no, I don't use paper planners yeah i use a paper planner too do you want to plan us no i have one already and that's what everyone keeps saying everybody keeps saying that and so this is this planner will haunt me for the rest of 2020 well at least that was like a ten dollar spending flub you want to hear my spending fail? I'm going to call it a fail, not a flub. Holy smokes. You could in my outline I literally wrote next to spending fail uh January <laughs> dot 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 uh, cuz January was my spending fail. And and here it is, y'all, because uh you're admitting you're not you're not uh perfect and so I'm going to be vulnerable too and tell you all that I'm not perfect. So, we killed it. We crushed it actually in December as we normally do because we're like we're we think that unplanned gifts are ridiculous. Like why just spend to spend and you know, we tell people that we're going to we're going to do experiences, we're going to do time together. Eric and I did not get gifts for each other. Like we we did the holidays, man, frugal. But then January comes and it's like this problem with with the potential problem with a no spend challenge is like, all right, we deprived ourselves. Let the dogs loose. That's real, yeah. <laughs> and and here's the thing. Eric's birthday is in January. It's January 25th. It's actually exactly one month after Christmas. So then it's like, well, I didn't get him anything for Christmas and now it's his birthday and let's do that. And also food and let's have fun with that because it's the dead of winter in Pennsylvania. And what is there fun to do but go eat out? And then I wanted to have a party for him, but then I wanted nobody to have to bring anything. So I I provided all of the food and I'm so glad that I did. Like I'm thrilled for that. But anyhow, this is getting long. At the end of the day, <laughs> I spent so much more money. Oh, and then we had issues with our car and we had to get like all of the expenses, which that's why you have an emergency fund. Like, so that's not our fault. But at the end of the day, we definitely spent more in January than we brought in. Thankfully, we had the money because we have an emergency fund, but I keep me accountable next January. Like, Jill, you probably crushed it in December, but January's coming. Don't get Watch a big head. out. <laughs> Practice restraint. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Don't give your husband gifts for Christmas or his birthday. <laughs> Skip it off. <laughs> yeah. Save it for your birthday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. sorry. I take it back. <laughs> Eric, you're the best. <laughs> sorry, Eric. All right. Well, okay. Moving on. Saving wins. Wins. Let's talk about wins. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
my latest win was opening a 529 for Kai. Yeah. So I had a a really good January money wise, like bringing in income. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, Jen. (laughs) But January is always the best month of the year for personal finance. So, like, let's not get it twisted. Okay. Okay. In July, nobody cares about budgeting and (sighs) I will make zero dollars. No, we're going to make them care. Yeah. We try. But I'm still going to. If it's Christmas in July, let's do finances in August. Okay. Is that how that works? Whatever. Keep going. Anyways, <laughs> I had a really good month in January, so I started a 529 for Kai. Mm. Uh, and we talked about 529 plans in episode 56, and uh, we had College Backer on, and I actually started one with College Backer because I really loved their interface when we were doing the interview with Abby. So, And you can go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash collegebacker, and they actually matched um they gave me twenty five dollars nice um for funding the five twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. If you use that link, you actually yeah, yeah. the if, college backer will give you money towards yes. the account that you open. So frugalfriendspodcast.com slash college backer or we've got the link in our show notes. Yeah. And so that was I was super excited because I could I put a thousand dollars in there and I could and I set up a recurring uh investment. Nice. And I'm very excited. Hi. Looks like you might go to college. Maybe. But or, if he doesn't go to college, that's fine. I'll that's just fine. transfer it to another child or grandchild or someone or I yourself. don't know. Get your second master's, girl. Man, no. I almost said an expletive. <laughs> girl, don't make, don't make me. Don't make me. Okay. Here's my uh, savings win. I actually invested in a Vanguard Roth IRA. Yes. Yeah, I know. That's for anyone who knows me, you you know that's a big step. <laughs> but I also did it. This is no lie. This is no lie. This is embarrassing. I embarrassing. did it because I got a $20 Amazon gift card for linking that account to personal capital. Yeah. Like that's why I did it. I'm super glad that I did it. And it's like I should have motivation beyond a $20 Amazon gift card to do it. But whatever, and this is still happening. This is available to you all. Go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash PCAP. I mean, set up your account, right? Set up an investment account with over $1,000 in it, at least $1,000. And then go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash PCAP, link your accounts, and you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card. So if you're similar to me and like you're only going to make wise choices for yourself if someone's like dangling a carrot in front of you, here you go. Yeah. But I love that personal capital does that because it it motivates and incentivizes people getting started Yeah, because now you have that Roth IRA. Yeah. So you could very easily set up a recurring investment. And now I'm putting money towards it. Yeah. so thank you, personal thank you, capital. Personal capital. <laughs> I loved you before, but I love you more now. So <laughs> frugalfriendspodcast.com <laughs> slash PCAP yeah. and get your own. Yeah. And that is that that's the last episode. That's the last episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what the universe didn't want you to hear, but you heard it. So. You did. And we're so glad we're so glad to have been able to record it a second time. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much for listening the first time. Uh, We want to thank you for all of your listens and your kind reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We love them. Just like this one, it's from Bluebird and Thorn. Just what I needed to hear. It's five stars. I've been searching for a podcast, book, audiobook, 
YouTube video along the lines of this podcast, and it's ticked every box that I was looking Mm. for. Excited to listen to more episodes. Finding peace without breaking the budget is so down to earth and reminds you to take a step back and focus on the here and now. Loved the gratitude board for the partner. I'll try something like this myself. Mm, Nice. Heart eyes emoji. (laughs) Which is referencing a recent podcast that we did where we talked about you writing down gratitude pieces about Travis. Yeah, something that I'm thankful for for mm-hmm. my husband mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, which can totally shift relate not that you need a shift in your relationship. It can it can shift yeah. a struggling relationship, but it can also build upon better and better yeah. for and we an actually great relationship. did a whole episode on gratitude and contentment and you'll be hearing that in the next few weeks. Mm. So excited for that. So we also want to thank our friends who share these episodes on social media. And so if you share the latest episode and tag us on Facebook or Instagram, we will add you to our monthly drawing. For every five tags and reviews we get each month. We're giving away a $10 Amazon gift card. There's so many ways to make, like already in this episode, we've talked about how to get a $20 Amazon gift card, how to get a $10 Amazon gift card. How to get $25 for your kid. For your kid. Yeah. You almost made $55 You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. And you have two days to get in on February's. So tag away, share away. And, uh, and keep leaving us those reviews on iTunes or Stitcher if you haven't. Um, they really help people figure out what our podcast is about, know what they're getting into. Because um, we don't want people listening if they're not into what we're offering. Yeah. Um, so if you have left a review, please screenshot it and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com um, so we can enter you in that monthly drawing. And don't forget to tag us on social. Mm. See you next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. All right. How do you, how do you, what is this? What's this move called? Getting ready for our next interview. <laughs> yes. Getting ready. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Um, okay. Last time we talked about how you were going to be coming here. Oh, um, I'm here I but am. you're here now. <gasps> yes, the la- so when we recorded the episode that got erased from humanity, oh, my was- audio got erased. <laughs> Her audio got lost and then found and my audio was always there but it was yeah. blank. Yeah, it was weird. We both had difficulty with it. Mine mine was in the trash. It had gone to the trash. Eric found it in my trash on my computer. And then, like, revived it. So, yeah, there was something in the water against that episode. But we recorded it the day before Eric and I got in our car and pulled our house down here. So, in hindsight, maybe we should have just waited till you got down here to do it. You know what? Maybe that's what it was. And that's, yeah. Because the people on YouTube really need to see this Mm. one. (laughs) They really need to see it. The people need to see it. Oh, all right. Well, all right. On to the next thing. Bye-bye. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 